0: What's poppin' y'all? You're listening to the Babbling with Jazz podcast where I, your host, Jasmine Charlie, hold nothing back while living and speaking my truth. I'm on a mission to inspiring those who need it and also having the important conversations on topics that people tend to overlook or avoid. So join me as I babble about this beautiful gift that we call life. What's poppin' family? What it is? What's up? It's your girl Jasmine Charlie in the cut, period. You guys, welcome back to another Wednesday episode. Oh my gosh, Ask Jazz. I can't wait to answer these amazing questions that have been submitted to me this week, as well as dig into our Bible breakdown, y'all. But before we even dig into that, y'all know, before I even jump into the questions, I babble on real quick about what's on my mind. And even before that, I just want to apologize for... I know in the last episode, I did say that I was going to post a bonus episode on Friday. And I also did say that I was starting the series, Trust the Process. Now, Trust the Process will be dropped, but not right now. I think it's some uh, some things that we need to talk about and discuss as a family before we can jump into this series. And I'm speaking right now that this Trust the Process series is going to be something that is truly going to help you along you Reaching that breakthrough and, and, and understanding that this journey, aka this process and trusting the process along this journey along the way of you reaching every single thing that has been saved and marked for you since the beginning of time. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I don't want to rush that series. And it's some things that we need to discuss as a family, y'all, before, you know, before we can even dig into that. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to apologize for that. But I hope y'all liked the Navigating Relationships episode that dropped last Sunday when I sat down with my two crazy friends, Chichi and Adeze. And we're talk- we talked about just truly growing up in a, growing up raised by Nigerian immigrant parents and how it's affected how we it, like our viewpoints on love, marriage, and just relationships, and p- period. Um, so it's a really cool episode. Check it out. Show us some love now. Now, any announcements, Jasmine? Before I babble on what I really want to talk about, okay, I don't, I don't think I have any announcements. Oh, yeah, no announcements thus far. If it comes to me, it comes to me. I'll babble about it later. Now, y'all, it is July. We in July, we are halfway through there. We're in the second half of the year. And I just want to say, whoever is listening to this, I need you to go hard. I need you to go hard and successfully execute this year. This is not the time to slow down. We are so close to something big, amazing, and great. This is not the time to slow down. This is not the time to take a break. This is literally the time where you got to go above and beyond and go harder, literally yesterday, me and my homie, we sat down and kind of did like a mastermind basically. So we got our planners out and we planned out the whole month of July. Now for whoever, if if you are planning on attacking anything or reaching a certain goal, doing whatever it is that you want to do in this lifetime, planning is key. If you don't plan it out, the the chances are you're probably going to fail and it's it's I'm keeping it black or white because what what do they say failure to plan is fa- plan to f- if you fail to plan you plan to fail and that's true and you know one thing that we're doing at the mastermind and one thing that I've noticed for myself so I noticed if i if this is happening to me i know for a fact it's happening to at least one other person out there and this was happening to my homie too so i know for a fact this happen it happens to you all as well where I know it's a lot of things that I want to do, not even want to do, I know I can do and I need to do, that I'm called to do. Let's get that straight. There's some things that you want to do. Some Check this out. There's some things that you want to do, but you're not called to do that thing. Can I get an amen? Amen. Cool. There are some things that you want to do, but you're not called to do that thing. So when you're called to do something, I, you should jump on that before any, any of your wants. Okay, if God is calling you to do something, answer the call. And if you don't answer the call, if you let fear stagnate you from making that leap because you're afraid of failure, you are in that sense, black or white, you're being disobedient. And it's it's because it's true. God has called you to do something, but you are afraid. Well, no, God, I'm afraid. I don't. I don't know. What if I fail? First of all, fear is not of God. We don't serve God. There's no. There's no ounce of fear in God. Period. And we have to remember, and I want you to look at this whenever, I don't care how minor or small it is, we do not serve a God of fear. So if anything, if whenever you come across the feeling of fear, know that that is not of God. And if it's not of God, that means it's not even a part of your design because we're created in the same exact image of God. So fear is an alert that you are not in your original design. You are not in your purpose. You know what I'm saying? You're not in your purposed design. We're not meant to be afraid of anything, you know? And the thing is, um, so we're we writing these things down, okay? We're planning everything out, okay? Mind you, y'all, I can't wait till everything just comes into fruition so y'all can see. But usually when I have, usually, before I even started planning a lot of things, okay? So I know I got a lot on my plate, okay? I know it's a lot of things that God wants me to do, that I need to do. And I, I like I don't like to. Let me stop because that's an affirmation and I know. I noticed the parting myself would like uh would proca- procrastinate. And I was procrastinating out of fear. Now, you guys know I talked about this in season one when I was on IG Live with Goddess Webster, who is a mindset coach, and she said on the IG Live, if you guys remember, that procrastination is fear dressed up. And that is so true. That is so, so, so true. I will procrastinate so, so much. And it was pushing me back. And the thing is, guys, we don't have time to procrastinate. God is literally saying that time, that season of procrastination is over. There are things I need to do right now. Like, guys, when I'm, I'm not kidding when I say God needs us right now. Not tomorrow, not in the next hour right now. He's moving right now. Like, God is like, come on. It's work that needs to get done. I'm not playing around like it is things I need to get through on this earth that only I can only get through you. A open vessel, you know what I'm saying? Like it's some things that cannot manifest onto this earth until you stop the procrastination until you finally do it. Because God can't do it on his own. You know, he, God uses us, the vessels. And the thing is, like, I will always say this. You can either be a vessel for God or the enemy. Pick or choose. It's black or white. I'm so tired of the gray area talk. It's black or white, people. Vessel for God or vessel for the enemy. If you're not being used by God, guess who for sure you're being used by? And the crazy thing is, you could be being used by the enemy and have no clue about it. People, people forget that we this, the enemy is a deceiver. The enemy could be using you right now and you have no clue. I've literally been there. When God has pulled me out of the crazy sin I was in y'all. Oh my gosh. I I don't want y'all to think I was this always good glitter glam person. Cause I promise you I wasn't, I have a dark past and I'm not ashamed to say that because, because I, because of my dark past, you can see the glory of God and the power of God. God is real. God is real. Like I, I just, it, it just blows my mind how, some people can be atheists. I mean, I love everybody. Don't get, don't get nothing twisted. I love every single human being on this earth, whatever you believe in. But it blows my mind how you cannot believe or see God because God is everywhere. I, I see him. I feel him. I hear him everywhere. He's so loud in my life, you know, and it's crazy. God, God could be so right in your face, so right in your face. And it's so, and this is why when you're tapped into the other realm that God has not ordained for you to be in, because we know there's two realms here, people. Now, sin, especially when I talk about the sin of lust, okay? When you are caught up in lust, y'all, God has pulled me out of that lust in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm saying this to say, this is not a joke. We're in a spiritual warfare. Lust will literally blind you to the fact where you can't see. God could be right in your face, talking to you so loud, but that lust is blinding you. It's blinding and tainting your vision. Literally, whenever I talk and see lust, when I, when I talk about lust, I get the vision of like these black goggles being put over someone's eyes. You still walking, cruising in life, but you're not really seeing how you're supposed to be seeing because you're engaging in lustful things. And when you remove lust from your life, I promise you, where in your life are you feeding your flesh? That's what lust is. You're feeding your flesh. If you remove, if you stop those things, I promise you, give it a week, give it a couple days. Oh my gosh, the clarity you get is mind blowing. But anyways, I'm saying what that is. We got, we in the half year, bro. Half of the year. Okay. It's go hard to go, go home season at this point. We don't got time to wait till 2020. Like how much longer do we want to keep pushing things back? You are robbing so many people, you know, and I'm I'm just tired of it. Go hard these six months. So that's what I was saying. Me and my homie, we we writing, you know, our plan out for, you know, the whole month of July. And like I said, I've noticed that procrastination is my go to when I have a lot that I need to get done. And it's, like I said, it's fear dressed up because I'm low-key afraid. And sometimes I get it. There's someone listening who, God, I'm not, oh, mind you, y'all, this episode today is going to, I'm pumped up. I'm riled up. Holy Spirit is going to be flowing. Grab your teacups. If you are not ready to hear the truth, if you're not ready to be transformed, then just stop listening to this podcast. I promise you. By the end of this podcast, you're going to, I speak right now, you're going to get so much clarity. You're going to get so much energy. To just do whatever it is that you have to do. Oh my gosh. In this series period, like the upcoming episodes, oh my gosh. So if you are not ready for a transformation, I'm not even... You're wasting your time listening to this. No, not really because whatever... Even if you're not ready, I'm planting seeds because when you listen to my voice, the seeds are being dropped in your subconscious and into your life. So eventually they're going to... A harvest is going to be um, made. But... I really want it just to be if you are serious about taking control of your life, living in purpose, then this is the podcast for you. This is the. these are the episodes for you. This is this is for you. But if you are, "Eh, I don't know, I'm afraid. Well, not even because you could be afraid and then listen to this and still get riled up and say, "Okay, you know what? I'm not afraid anymore. But I'm just saying, like, it is time to take action, people. So. I noticed, like I said, I've been self-sabotaging myself. When you procrastinate, it's self-sabotage. Let's keep it a book. Whenever you procrastinate, you're self-sabotaging yourself. And so we're writing all these things down. Because I told myself, okay, it's July 1st. I'm 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 getting myself together. I'm doing this, this, and this. So we're writing everything down, right? And mind you, when I by the by the time I finished writing every single thing down that I was going to do for the month of July, I literally planned out each and every single day in and. Uh, wrote down for myself at least one thing that I was going to accomplish for that day. At least one thing. So by the end of this month, yo, and I will be consistent. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be in such a different place. The thing is, if you just go hard now, if you just invest that time and energy, oh my gosh, your future self is going to thank you. And see, the thing is, usually me and my homie were talking about this, how we usually write things down in our journals or planners sometimes and then we just never do it or sometimes we don't get across to doing it. And we literally were joking saying like, I really hope I do this because I'm gonna be mad if I wrote all of this down and I don't end up doing it. You know, like I don't want to just write things down. I want to make sure that I get these things done, you know, and mind you, though. I'm writing these things down I knew that I was not pulling from my own human intellect I knew I was not pulling from my own brain that this was God literally writing this is what you this is what I need for you to do this month I'm I I kid you not God strike me down if this is a lie so in the beginning I'm not gonna lie I I I did I got a panic attack I got a panic attack. oh see I'm babbling all over the place it was one thing I was gonna say I know, I know there's someone listening to this that, I'm gonna get back to what I was saying, but I know there's someone listening to this. Trust me when I say I literally feel and understand. When we talk about the calling that is on our life, I think we try to downplay it. This thing is big. And even still, how, whatever vision or promise God has given you, though he, you've seen it and you know it's true, it's still going to be bigger than that. You know what I'm saying? It's bigger than what you can possibly imagine. So whatever seed God has planted in you, you think, oh, wow, God is going to do this in my life. Wow, I see it. It's bigger than that. And you will not truly see how bigger bigger it is until God, until you're literally right in front of it in the physical. And I know it can be a little bit intimidating. So I'm telling you, guys, and the thing is the calling on your life is so big. It is so big. And I, tr- I trust me when I say, I get it. It's so scary. Why wouldn't you want to procrastinate? Because it's like, oh my gosh. Me? A wretch like me. You know, there's been sometimes, bro. God be just planting seeds, giving me vision. And I just start crying because it's like, God, why are you? Why? Why are you choosing me? Little old Jasmine? Me? Who was a liar? Who was, you know, in, um, who was what se- sexually impure? Who, who, you know, who was who was dipped into pornography? You know, like you chose me. You're choosing me, even even when it comes to the context of this podcast, bro. I'm telling y'all, like, oh my like, God, you're using me as a vessel to get your word out. You're using me. How a weak, crazy individual like me. This calling is so big. And I'm telling you, your calling is not, I'm not trying to just put myself on a pedestal. I'm not. Everything I do is for the glory of God. Oh, and we're going to get into that in a second. But your calling is so huge. And it's not to be afraid. The thing is, God is love. And we don't deserve God's love. And that's the thing that we just need to understand. I think we're like, oh, well, God, you know, this is so big. You know, I'm a sinner. Da, da, da. And God is like, I know. And I still want to use you, that is love, man. So writing these things out, and I get a—we're writing our, um, you know, plans out for Jan- July. I get a panic attack, yo. I start crying. I start like hyperventilating, cause I'm like, God, this is a lot. This is a lot. I—what I, if I can't do it? You know, like the what ifs, the doubts start creeping in. I know that's not of God either, and I'm, I'm trying not to cry right now. <sighs> so I'm just like, God, this is a lot. But by the end, you know, we play some like, uh, we play some uh, Miles Monroe, great preacher guys, rest in peace, the great Miles Monroe, so wise. So we play some things in the background, you know, to get the energy and the mood in the room back, you know, like, no, we got this. And by the time I finished writing every single thing down, it hit me that everything that I wrote down in my planner, like I said, it wasn't for my own intellect and my own strength. Okay, this was God. All right? So that means God is literally saying, "You can do this." And I think sometimes we're, we're looking... when God gives us vision, when God gives us a task or an assignment, sometimes we look at it from our own human intellect, our own understanding, and when we do that, we can only go so far. God is literally like, "No, if I've given you this vision, if I have co-signed?" For you to complete this action and task, you can do it. God is literally saying, if God gives you vision, God is saying you can do it. It is done. I just need you to believe it and just walk and follow me and trust me. I'm going to walk and lead you right to it. So by the time I wrote every single thing down, when the panic attack is gone, the dep- not the depression, the, the fear and doubt is gone. I'm like, wow, God, we're going to do this. And the thing is, if God has planned an idea, this is the thing. Sometimes we take God's ideas and visions and we take it and run with it. Be like, okay, yeah, God has called me to do this thing. So now I'm going to do it on my own and do it. I'm going to make it happen. God is like, no, I've called you to do this thing, but it's a partnership. Meaning that me and you are going to do this thing together. You're not going to do this on your own. You can do this on your own, but you will get tired. When the doubt starts creeping in, you'll believe it. When the fear starts creeping in, you'll believe it and get stagnant. But if you just walk with me, if you just walk with me along this journey of the things that I've promised you, I promise you this journey will be the most fun, spectacular, freeing, peaceful journey of your life. So... Y'all, July. I'm not. I'm, I'm not coming to play. And I'm thinking of this idea that we create this challenge where, um, I want to create this challenge where we really just tackle the things that we need to tackle, bro. Like, if you just dedicate these next six months, bro. Oh my gosh, just just stay focused. By the time it hits January, oh my goodness, you will thank yourself. The thing is, and, and this is another thing my homie was talking about, your feelings can get in the way of a lot of things because sometimes oh, I don't feel like it I'll do it later when I feel like it I feel tired I feel sleepy so I'm just gonna procrastinate and do it later no you need to locate, like seriously disregard your feelings and do whatever it is that you're called to do do it when you're tired do it when you're afraid you know what I'm saying? That is what stand, That's what gets. That is that's what separates a successful person and a mediocre person. A successful person. Just people look at successful people like, oh, what is the secret sauce? It, nothing. It's really. I'm just doing. I'm just doing what I know. I don't. When when I don't feel like it, I'm still gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? And isn't it so crazy? People say, if, if especially when it's doing something new or uncomfortable, people. say, Well, it's uncomfortable, so I can't do it. I'm not gonna do it. I don't like. Like for instance. Um, I was listening to this one podcast, I forgot the name, but he was talking about this challenge he was doing. And one of the the tasks was to take cold showers every day for 30 days. And he was talking to somebody and somebody was like, yeah, I like everything, but the cold shower part, you know, I don't like cold showers, so I I, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. You know, cold showers is very uncomfortable. I don't want to take cold showers. That's the thing. That's the point. Doing things that you don't want to do. Because if you do, if you continue, if you, if you see something and you don't want to do it and you end up not doing it, you are literally teaching your subconscious mind that if whenever I come across something I don't want to do, I'm not going to do it. But say if. You continue to do the things that you don't want to do. I don't want to wake up at 4 a.m. and go work out, but I'm doing it. I don't want to wake up at 6 a.m. and go to work, but I'm doing it. I don't want to take this cold shower, but I'm going to do it. You are now reprogramming your subconscious mind to see that though you may not naturally want to do something, you're still going to do it. So whenever whenever you come across something you don't want to do and you don't do it, you've now fed your subconscious mind to believing that you that thing is not of importance to you. So you're, you're got, it's now your subconscious mind is not going to work against you rather than for you. And the thing that separates the successful people from the mediocre, pe- me- mediocre people are the people who do it anyway, even though they don't feel like it. They do it anyway. Stop the excuses. Your feelings don't matter in that sense. I'm keeping it a buck. You know, like how bad do you want to be successful, dude? Like how bad do you want it? You got to do it even when you don't want to do it. Tired and all. Scared and all. People let fear stagnate them and paralyze them. Do it for afraid anyway. That is the key to fear. There's nothing to even... I know it's a lot of people who fear the, the fear of failure. And the thing is that we need to realize, I'm going to teach you something. Ain't nothing to be afraid of, number one. But number two even if you go after something and it doesn't work out you learn as long as you learn from that thing you are winning the only time that you fail at something is if you have not learned from it if you learn something it is not failure so okay I, I i put out this um i put out this marketing proposal okay and i did this new marketing way of marketing strategy okay it, it didn't work out it failed i didn't get any ins- i didn't get any leads OK, I didn't fail because now I learned that that one particular strategy just didn't work for me. So now I know and learn that, OK, I'm not going to do this again. I'm going to find another thing. But see, if you do something, you fail. It doesn't work out and you don't learn. If you don't take something and learn from that, you know, from that quote unquote failure, then that's when you fail. You get what I'm saying? So you, you, the only way you fail <laughs> is if you don't learn something from it. Knowledge is powerful and people will love to people pay big bucks to see where you've messed up at Because there's knowledge in that and you're now gonna help the next person not walk into that same thing You feel me? So that's that on that yo We got six more months left in this year. How bad do you want it? If you don't want it bad enough then hey that's on you, but i'm coming for every single thing in this lifetime. I'm not playing. I want every single good thing that has my name on it. I'm coming for you. Let that be known. So before I even jump into these questions, another thing that I wanted to, you know, discuss and talk about. So I was reading, I'm I'm reading John right now for this week. And the the Bible breakdown verse is going to be pulled from John. And, you know, I was think I was learning about John the Baptist. Well, I already know about John the Baptist. Um, If you don't know, um, but John the Baptist, he was, he baptized people um, and he was baptizing people in the name of Jesus. And um, he was, yeah, just really baptizing people. He was actually related to Jesus in a sense, but you know, but John was the one saying that um, the, the baptism of water, the water baptism, and he would uh, baptize people in the river and, and, and stuff like that. And he was saying, telling people that we need to get baptized in the name of G, in the, you know, in, in Jesus' name and all this and that. Right. Good guy. And the thing is, baptism is so important and he's literally saving souls doing this and you know helping people get closer to god and and you know receiving god in their life right he's literally baptizing people but john the way john dies is he goes he he gets sent to jail and they behead him he's killed and that part kind of got me emotional in a sense, because even though I haven't read in in depth, like what happened in his story for him to, you know, be sent to jail. The thing is though, he was doing works of God. Okay. Him baptizing people, that is nothing but a work of God. Okay. So he was being a servant of God, but yet he died such a gruesome death. And I was like, Lord, you know, he was, he was doing what he was called to do. Oh my God, it's going to get deep. He was doing what he was called to do. He was helping people. He was saving lives, really saving lives. Yet he gets beheaded. He dies in such a gruesome way. And like I said, guys, I have my study Bible. So, you know, one thing um, my Bible said is a lesson that we can take away from the life of John the Baptist is that God does not guarantee an easy or safe life to those who serve him. Oh my God Let me repeat that And I need you to understand this I need you to understand this When it comes to your journey (sighs) Mm, 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 mm. God does not guarantee An easy or safe life To those who serve him That 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 is That is the truth The thing is It is all, he allows things to happen only, he allows things to happen only to glorify him. So though this messed up situation may happen, God will use it for his glory. So in the end, it is all well, because it's for the glory of God. Do you understand? God still got glory off the life of John the Baptist. Because even when I read about him and his life and his story, it touches me. It always touches me. His death touches me. And it's all for the glory of God. The glory of God. So I know people say, well, why does this happen to me? This and that. Or, you know, like I know some unfair things happen. And just because you are serving God... And doing what you're called to do, it does not mean that you're not going to live a happy-go-lucky life. It does not mean that bad, horrible things might not, may or may not happen to you. That is not what it is saying. But it's all going for the glory of God. So the true question is, do you want to do things for the glory of God, or do you want it to be hap- Do you want things to happen for the glorification of yourself? See, I think, and, and see, that's where that's what got Satan kicked out of uh, that's what got Satan kicked out of heaven. Satan wanted the glory for himself. He wanted to be praised. When you seek external validation, that is honestly seeking glory for yourself. It's not seeking glory for God because if you truly were seeking glory for God, then (laughs) you would not need any external validation because the one, the creator of all things has already approved you. So it just, that, that part really just hit me, man. That, you can be called to do something, and it does not promise a happy-go-lucky life to those who serve him. God did not, God never promised that. God never said that, since you serve me, since you love me, since you believe in me, you're not going to face trial and tribulation. God never not said that, not once. So it's important to remember that and not take things to heart. It's important to remember that and walk in it and just do it for the glory of God. Because when you do everything for the glory of God, oh my goodness oh my goodness, the glory of God, that is the most important thing. And um, it remind me of this song, I forgot who made it, but it's a very famous song, like, for your glory, I will do anything. It's like, for your glory, I will do anything. And she said, just to see you, to behold you as my king, are you willing to do anything for the glory of God? Imagine right now, truthfully, I want this, and, and this should, the, the, the John the Baptist story, his death really pricked my heart and it made me think and ask myself. So I want, I, want, I want to ask you guys this before we jump into these questions. I got a question for y'all. If, okay, the call that's placed on your life, would you still answer the call and do whatever it is that you need to do? Knowingly, say if, God is going to require For you to be murdered and beheaded, for someone to cut off your head, to first of all be imprisoned and to be killed, would you still do what you're called to do? No, seriously, think about that. Are you willing to do what you're called to do, even if it means a gruesome death? Even if it means losing everything, everyone how far are you willing to go for the glory of God? How far are you willing to go for the love of God? And I think your answer, it, it, it depicts how much you truly love Him, you know? For your glory, I will do anything. That is big. So if you're singing that song, which I know a lot of people do, if you're singing that song, anything, so that means you're willing to be, to be beheaded, to be killed to be backstabbed, to be lied to. How far are you willing to go for God's glory? That is literally dying to yourself and submitting to something greater. That yes, I died a gruesome death, but it's for the glory of God. That is deep, y'all. That is so deep. That really pricked my heart. And I was like, "Wow." You know, John the Baptist was doing so many things. He was a good guy believed in god was bringing people to god he even baptized like thousands of people i think at pentecost i don't quote me quote me because i could um i could be using the wrong name he thousands of people he brought salvation into christ too he saved so many lives but still died a gruesome death oh my god so let's just jump into the uh the ask jazz questions y'all <laughs> let's jump into the questions <laughs> Alrighty y'all So first question of this week is Jazz, how do you manage to keep the faith during hard times? I recently lost my job and I have so many bills due including my rent I'm just confused as to why God is doing this to me one more time let me read it again jazz how do you manage to keep the faith during hard times i recently lost my job and i have so many bills due including my rent i'm just confused as to why god is doing this to me thank you for submitting your question Uh, see this is something this really ties back into in a sense um this john the baptist thing okay um See, the thing is, God never not once, God, bring it back to me. It's a verse in James, in the book of James. And it literally talks about this, that trials and, uh, bring it back to me, Lord. Something about trials and tribulations produce perseverance. Consider it, consider it great joy when you, when you experience tribulations of many kinds for it produces perseverance, something along that nature. Tribulations are going to come. Tribulations are going to come, but that does not mean that God is not good. For me, what helps me during these uh, the, the hard times is knowing that God is always good and that everything is going to work out for my greater good. That That's literally what keeps me going, no matter how bad things get. And trust me, things have gotten really ugly in my life. I mean, really, really ugly. To the point where, I kind of wanted to que- question God, but I didn't because I know God. And then the, the fact that I re- I remembered all the many times when he saved me, when he's when he's came through right on time, and it's like God, I I can't just because this one situation is happening now, I can't I can't doubt you. I can't lose faith. And see the thing is sometimes God puts us in situations to test our faith. I don't know if you're um familiar with the story of Job. I really want you. I really want you to listen now listen <laughs> to read the book of Job first of all before you even read the book of Job quick fun fact go on YouTube type in the Bible project type in Job Bible project Job is spelled J-O-B looks it's, it looks like job the story of Job I'm gonna briefly explain it Job was a man of God he loved God he loved God he had family he had fa- he had land everything 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 and long story short the, it, it, the the beginning of the story talks about how Satan was in in the presence of God and he in heaven or I, I don't know Satan was in front of God and he was asking God he was inquiring about Job and how Satan was like oh Job only serves you because nothing bad has ever happened to him and et cetera, et cetera. And you know, blah, 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 blah. But I bet you, if I did all this and that, I bet you trials and tribulations came. He would stop serving you. He would stop believing you, blah, 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 blah. And then God was like, Job, really? Okay, let's see. Even though God knew that wasn't, but God allowed for Satan to do whatever it was to do, to, to do things. But God said, you can't, you can do whatever but you cannot touch him you may not touch him you can destroy whatever you can make hardships whatever but do not destroy do, uh, do not touch Job you cannot lay a finger on him long story short all these crazy things happen to Job he loses his wife he loses his kids he loses land he loses his house he loses a lot of stuff and the thing is Job did nothing bad You know, and in the end, you know, um, everything was given back to him 10 times more than what it came. But the thing is, and the funny fact too, before I even jump into what I was going to say about that is, you see how the enemy had to inquire to God before he could make a move? (laughs) The enemy still has to submit to God. So it's like, why would you want to be tapped into a realm that the enemy is in control over? We know that the enemy is the prince of the earth. Why would you want to be tapped into his realm when at the end of the day, he still has to submit and answer to God? That is showing you how big God is. So why not submit to God, the creator of all things? Because you over here losing sleep over these, over the attacks of the enemy when all these demons fall and crumble in the presence of God. You know what I'm saying? So that is a cool, fun fact. But the thing is, though, I want you to read the story of Job and see how it was a test of his faith in a sense, because these things were happening. And Job had the, in the beginning, Job was still like, God is still good. He's and the thing, the question uh, in the, the, the narrative, I guess you could say, one of the narratives for that book was, is God just, you know, and God is just, God is a very just God. So the thing is, I'm telling you, I'm just saying all this to say that though you may be going through a lot right now, this is when you need to amplify up your faith. Do you know who your God is? Like, seriously, do you know who your daddy is? There is nothing for you to worry about. Even the Bible says like something about like the birds or whatever um, are fed and aren't we above the birds? So why are we, why are we over here worrying about what to eat, what to wear or what, what, what we should wear and clothe ourselves? Aren't we far more worthy than birds? Far more valuable than birds? The birds in the sky? God knows your every need. This is a test of your faith. And see, you lost your job, and I'm sorry to hear that. And the thing is, you don't know what God has in store for you. That's number one. God probably is going to elevate you. God, you don't know what God got, got going on. So instead of doubting Him, instead of wanting to lose faith, change your perception, change your perspective on this thing. You get what I'm saying? Look at it as an opportunity whenever and I'm mean with any and everything whenever I get a closed door It's to the point where i'm so unbothered by it. I start laughing and just start getting excited I start praising god because you thank god for the closed doors that ended job is a closed door God is going to elevate you. I'm telling you right now. God is going to elevate you And the thing is, we can't keep putting God in a box and thinking, okay, I need, I need this job to pay my bills and income. I mean, it is, I mean, the society we're in, yes, of course, like, you know, we need money period, but don't just think and depend on that job. Do you know how big God is? Somebody could walk up to you right now and give you $300 in an envelope and say, here, the Lord put it on my heart to bless somebody with $3,000. God literally works like that. God works in so much mysterious ways. So don't lose faith. Okay, maybe you, 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 you lost income here. Okay, that, that door is closing income. But do you know who your God is? You live in financial abundance. That is your birthright. God is going to take care of the bills. He knows the bills. He knows the bills that are due. He knows that rent that's due. He know you lost the job. God is waiting on you to depend on him and to trust him, to trust that he knows what he's doing. I promise you, God's been doing this for a long time. So when the trials and tribulations come, that is when you need to amplify up your faith. I promise you, the enemy is going to try to make you lose faith and start doubting, but never doubt God. I promise you, he will come just in time. Even I, I've, met, I'm, I've talked to people where they've told me like it was that same very day, that same hour they needed rent money and God came through in some way. God will do it for you. Don't lose faith. What helps me is just remembering what God has promised me, remembering the things that God has promised me that actually came to pass and remembering that God is going to take care of me. That God said, I just got to handle his business and he going to handle my business. God is a loving father. He going to take care of every single thing. I just need to remain obedient. I just need to remain faithful. Faith is the prerequisite for God to work in your life. If you do not have faith, God cannot work. And God can work, but he will not work without faith. Cause he needs you to believe in him and trust in him. So maybe this is a season he's calling you into to trust him more than ever to put your whole heart and trust into him. See, a lot of people say, Oh yeah, I believe in God. to have faith in God. I trust him when everything's going good. But when things go wrong, that's when it start getting cricket. That's when you start hearing the crickets, you know? So really some God works like that, man. God is like, you, you know, you always say you, you have faith in me. You love me, blah, 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 blah. blah. When everything is going good. Okay. So let me see how everything is going to be now when I take everything away from you, like he, would, like he did with Job. Let me see, how are you still going to be this faithful servant? Are you still going to believe in me? Are you still going to trust me? You know, that is all, that's all that it is. I'm not even really tripping too much about your situation. And I don't mean this in no mean way because that's just how amplified my faith is. I know God always is going to come through. Y'all, I'm getting to this point. I don't care about, I'm not stressing about my finances. I'm not stressing about my finances because I know whenever you make a big purchase, y'all, especially for my business owners, my entrepreneurs, when you're making that investment, that leap of faith, uh, oh my gosh, like just do it. Especially if it's a vision that God has planted inside of you. God is going to fund every single cent, but God needs your faith. If you don't got faith, God is not going to work he just he just will not because he needs your faith. So remembering that faith is a must. Faith is a must. That's what helps me in just reminding myself of God's promises. Um, listening to other people's testimonies, that stirs me up because I know the same God that is blessing you is the same God that will bl- that is blessing me because we're all made from the same creator. So that is another thing that helps me get me steered up and geared up. And then also studying. See, whenever everything that we face in this life, it's all in the Bible. There's always a story about in the Bible. So then going in the Bible and studying and reading a story where this is literally happening in my life right now, current tense, so I can see what it is I need to do right now in this very second. So I want you to go in Job and see exactly what Job did and follow after what he did. You hear me? keep me updated, um, and DM me, um, if for the finances, um, if you have a cash app or PayPal, I'll be more than welcome to bless you, um, with some finances for the time being, but don't trip. Don't worry. God has got you. I promise you he does. Okay. All right. Next question here. Actually, because of the purposes of this episode and the length it is, I'm going to break this episode into two parts. So I answered more questions in the Bible breakdown, which is super, super duper dope that I really need you guys to seriously tune in and listen to because I have a word for you that is life changing. Um, so tune into part two of this Axe Jazz episode 13 episode here on the Babylon with Jazz podcast. I love you guys so much. Make sure that you're subscribed. You stay tuned to all the new news and everything like that. But yeah, listen to part two next, which should be uploaded right now anyway. So yeah, I just didn't want the episode to be too, too, too long. But uh, yeah, this second half is going to go crazy. And I really want to ask you guys, which part did you like the most um, on this episode series? Okay, so I love you guys so much. See you in part two bye